Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 2001's Ali. Hi guys, and welcome to the show's episode 88 of I Watch This As An Adult. Today I'm going to be reviewing the 2001 movie Ali, of course, but before we get to that, let's talk about things I watched this week. First, we're going to get into some of this Marvel movie news. Let's get to that. Before that, I got two uh, pieces of, I am about to say pieces of art, but uh, I guess you can say pieces of art. Uh, I got two, uh, let's just say I got a movie and a television show to review so but let's get to this marvel movie news right quick um first off let's talk about this spider-man no way home trailer i'm first of all before i get into this i am not going to talk about any of the little easter eggs i'm not gonna do any of that shit um i'm just i'm just gonna talk about i'm just gonna give my thoughts about what I thought about the trailer. I don't care. It's like, oh, you see right there? You see Venom's arm right there at pause it at 150 and you can see Venom's arm. Cause like everybody's been <laughs> everybody's been doing like the Easter egg hunts and trying to find uh clues and all this shit. And I'm just an old school dude. I'm an old school guy. I'm just like, let's just go watch the movie. Can we just go watch the movie? Can we please? Go watch the movie. All this, um, and it was um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put somebody, I'm gonna put somebody out there. It's it's guys like new rock stars. I'm gonna put them out there, new rock stars. Guys like new rock stars that just and like all these all these other like comic book uh websites and shit like that. All these fucking comic book websites and all these like comic book. Um, all these comic book, uh, YouTube channels and all this stuff. Like, they, they started this. They started all this Easter hit, Easter egg hunt shit. Cause it's just like, oh, wow. Cause like, it's like being in the know. I'm like, I'm a comic book fan too. I'm a comic book fan too. And I think like the only time I really get really like nerdy and in the nose when somebody asks and somebody asks oh what's this and i'll be like oh that's so and so because he showed up here and maybe you want to check it out here and blah 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 but i'm not like oh i know who that is and you don't blah 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 because i read comic books you know like i'm not that full of myself okay <laughs> i'm not that full of myself uh and if i was at the beginning i'd stop being so uh, cause I remember when we went to go see the first of, I remember me and my wife, who was, um, still my, she was my fiance at the time. Uh, we went to go see the first Avengers movie. And when Thanos showed up at the end, I was like, oh shit. Uh, right. And my wife, and my wife's looking at me. She's like, who is that? And I was like, that's Thanos. And I told her the history of Thanos and blah, 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 blah. And all this shit, because she wanted to know. If no one wants to know, shut your ass up. <laughs> really, shut the fuck up. If nobody wants to know, they just want to go see a movie. 
They just want to see a movie. Nobody really can, like casual fans that want to go see this movie. They don't really care about where Venom showed up and the Doctor Doc Ock and what's up with the what's the lizard's real name and all this other shit. Now you know, like they don't care about any of this stuff. They don't. They don't care. They don't. They don't care. They don't give a shit. They just want to watch a movie. That's all they want to do. Just want to see a movie. That's it. So just stop. Stop trying to spoil shit for people. Okay. I I want to see the movie. God damn it. It's like fucking. Um, I'm gonna put his name out here too. It's like fucking John Campia. I'm going on a rant right now. It's like fucking John Campia when he fucking spoiled. He when he fucking spoiled the ending. The fucking he fucking spoiled the ending of Spider Man No Way Home. Kinda. Uh, if you don't want to, if you want to, if you don't want to hear it, cut off right now or fast forward, fast forward to when I'm talking about something else or something, just fast forward if you don't want to hear this, but you probably already know by now, but John Campia, a couple weeks ago or last week, or I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago now, two weeks ago, John Campia fucking leaked a photo of the three Spider-Men together. He leaked a photo of the three Spider-Men together. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, my dude? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, first of all, first of all, you are fucking tarnishing your fucking integrity as a goddamn uh, movie critic. Second of all, it was a dumb thing to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why would you do this? Now, the movie studios won't give you nothing no more. You won't get a screening. You won't get to go to a premiere. You won't get none of that shit. Because you betrayed them. You leaked some footage. You leaked the picture of something that was supposed to be a fucking surprise. Why? Why would you do that? It's stupid. But anyway, I like the Spider-Man No Way No Way Home uh, trailer. <laughs> I love the trailer. I loved it. I watched it about like three, four times. I, I want to say I watched it. I watched it a good amount of times. I loved it. Um, I think this is. I think this this movie's gonna be. This movie's gonna be epic because like there's two ways this can go because we're working with Sony here and Sony did that shit with Venom. Go watch Venom. Uh, let there be carnage. Uh, they did that shit that kind of made me makes it kind of makes me apprehensive about this movie. Let's just say that. And then they did that shit in the Morbius trailer that makes me kind of apprehensive about this movie. And then the fact that Tom Holland is saying that I might be done with Spider-Man after this, you know, makes me apprehensive about this movie because there's some things in uh, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And then there's then you got that Morbius trailer where you're like, oh, I don't know. Um, We shall see. That's all I said. I'm gonna go into this movie. I'm gonna go into this movie positive. I'm gonna go into this movie very uh, optimistic that uh, that they don't fuck this up. They don't fuck this up. That's, that's all I got to say. But I love the trailer. Trailer's good. It's a good fucking trailer. 
moving on to more Marvel news. If as you hear rain in the background, sorry, it's storming over here. Uh, so there ain't nothing I can do about that. I can't go up to the clouds and be like, "Hey, man, can y'all can y'all turn that can y'all turn that down?" Because uh, I'm, I'm trying to do a podcast over here. So can y'all turn that rain down? Thank you. I can't do that. But anyway, um, let's move on to some more Marvel news that kind of pissed me off. Uh, there was an interview with uh, Marvel Studios Vice President Nate Moore. Uh, he was on Van Lathan's podcast. And Van Lathan asked him about what's going on with the Black Panther sequel. He asked him about if they're ever going to recast T'Challa. You know, if they're ever, if we're ever going to see T'Challa again. And Nate Moore said, we are most likely, he's, I think he said, because like, first of all, he said he had a fucking meeting with Ryan Coogler that lasted like five minutes. He said in a matter of minutes, we were just like, yeah, you're not going to see T'Challa again in the MCU. In the 616 uh, 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 storylines. You're not going to see him there. And I'm like, yo, what? Hey, what? I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I was looking at that. I put it up on my, uh, I put it up on my Twitter uh, I watched this as an adult. Follow me on Twitter uh, over there. Um, I put it up on my Twitter and I was just like, I think I put up, I put that was like, I was like, Marvel is so trash for this. I said, <laughs> I've been, I've been rocking with the MCU this whole time, man. I've been rocking with the MCU this whole time. But the fact that Nate Moore said, this is coming out of the vice president of Marvel Studios mouth. He said that we will never see T'Challa in the 616 is, is, is heartbreaking to me. It's heartbreaking to me because I love Black Panther. I love T'Challa. Uh, the character, as a character, I've always loved that character. You know how long I've been waiting to see that character on the big screen? Do you know? I've, I've been a fan of Black Panther since I was like at least like eight or nine years old when I first saw him, because uh, cartoons were the thing. I didn't I was I didn't start reading comic books until I was about like ten. I want to say I didn't start reading comic books till I was about like ten years old, like nine or ten. But the first time I saw him was on an episode of Fantastic Four, the old '90s Fantastic Four cartoon, and I was like, "Yo, man, this dude is dope." Because at first. Because at first, I didn't know the difference between Marvel and DC. I'm going to be honest. Uh, when I was like eight, nine years old, I didn't know the difference. I didn't know the difference until I, I didn't know the difference until I started reading comic books. Um, but when I saw him, I was like, yo, is that Batman? <laughs> I, gonna lie, I was like, yo, is that Batman? And then I was starting to think, I was like, that can't be Batman. And then, because uh, like he, he was beating the fuck out of the Fantastic Four, especially the thing. He was whooping his ass. So I was like, who is this dude? And then he took his fucking mask off and he was like, I am King T'Challa. I was like, what the? F- He's black. I was like, that is so dope. I remember saying, <laughs> I remember saying he was voiced by Keith David at the time. I was like, this Keith, because he, I am King T'Challa. I am the king of Wakanda. And he was just like, I was like, yo, this motherfucker black, and he a king. 
I love this motherfucker. He is my favorite character of all time now. So, <laughs> I latched on to Black Panther at a very young age. And um, so the fact that it took so long, the fact that it took so long to get him on the big screen, and then now that the actor died, we want to take him away from dozens of I'm going I'm going to be racially biased here so because I'm warning you so like I'm because like to take him away from millions of black little boys I think I talked about this before when I was talking about Chadwick Boseman's passing you know when I talked about Chadwick Boseman's passing and I was talking about what they should do with Black Panther uh, so, like, this is kind of a thing where I'm kind of going in circles a little bit, but I'm trying to, I'm, I'm reminding you if you haven't seen any any of my older episodes, because I talked about this, like, a year ago. I talked about this a year ago. And, uh, but to take him away, to take that character away from dozens and millions of black little boys is is devastating to me. You know, because I'm like, you know how many kids, you know how many black kids love that character now? That's their favorite fucking character because he looks like them. You know, I mean, because I, I, I'm not going to say white, white kids have dozens of superheroes to look up to. <laughs> but this is the first ever mainstream black superhero that they've ever gotten right, by the way. It could have been. I wouldn't count Spawn because at first, because uh, he's a dead guy. I know he's black, but he's a dead guy. Uh, and then you, you, they 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 fucked up Steel. You did Blade. Blade. A lot of people didn't know that Blade was a superhero, but uh, you know, but you had Blade, and that was rated R, so kids couldn't really go see that. But the first ever kid-friendly black superhero on the big screen. And you're going to take him away like that, pretty much. You're, gonna, you're just going to be like, oh, that's it. We're not doing any of that anymore. And it you know, it hurt me the most. It hurt me the most that it came out of the guy's mouth that who fought for this. Nate Moore fought to get Black Panther on the big screen. They weren't going to do a Black Panther movie at all until Nate Moore fought for it. He was the only black, he's the only black guy in position with some power in Marvel. And he was like, yo, let's do a Black Panther movie. He had to, he had to fight with like Ike Perlmutter. Uh, he had, uh, he had Kevin Feige behind him. Kevin Feige was like, oh, that's a good idea. But then they had to fight with Ike Perlmutter because like he didn't want to do any black superheroes and he didn't want to do any female superheroes. He just wanted to do Iron Man and Captain America and Thor, you know, all the white guys. He's like, he wanted to do all the white dudes. And he was like, hey man, I'm not doing any, I'm not doing any superheroes of color. I'm not doing any women superheroes. So Ike Pearlmother, Ike Pearlmother had to get the fuck out of there so we could get Black Panther and even Captain Marvel. I'm not a fan of Captain Marvel, but Captain Marvel's important to women. You know, like she's important to little girls. You know, so I'm not going to hate on Captain Marvel. It's not my cup of tea. It's not my favorite movie. But I'm not going to hate on the character of Captain Marvel. It's it's important for little girls out there. But, um, but yeah, man, I was just, 
I just it, that, that's that's what hurt the most that it came out of Nate Moore's mouth that he's saying we're not gonna see T'Challa again. I was like, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, if we're not gonna see T'Challa, I'm not gonna see that that not gonna see that 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 movie. <laughs> you know, I'm not watching that Wakanda Forever movie. I'm I'm just not. If if T'Challa's not in it, I'm not gonna go see it. That's all I got to say about that. Also, uh, there is a uh, another YouTuber actually who uh, started a petition. He started a petition called uh, recast, hashtag recast T'Challa. Uh, uh, his name is, uh, what's his name? E-Man. His name is E-Man. He's on YouTube. He's also a uh, movie critic. Uh, also, he's also very strong, has a very strong opinion about T'Challa. <laughs> you know, <so laughs> he has a very strong opinion about T'Challa. He put up a uh, change.org petition. Uh, if you want to go, if you want to go find that, just type in hashtag recast T'Challa in Google. It should pop up. Go sign that if you feel the same way I do and the same way he does. So I'm just putting it out there. Uh, I might put it, I might put it up on my Twitter. Go follow me on Twitter at, uh, I watched this as an adult, by the way. I might put it up on my Twitter, but yeah, go, go check that out when you get the chance and, uh, sign and sign that petition because... I want T'Challa back in the 616 MCU universe. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about uh, this Cowboy Bebop show. This uh, live action Cowboy Bebop show. I am a pretty big fan of Cowboy Bebop. Back in the day, I used to love watching Cowboy Bebop back as a teenager. Uh, haven't watched it in a long time. So, like so walking into this a uh, live action show not gonna lie i forgot more than i remembered not gonna lie i forgot more than i remembered um because like i haven't i i think the last time i watched this it was in like 2006 i want to say that was the last time i watched cowboy bebop was in 2006 because i used to watch it a lot in uh when i was a teenager because like it, it ran from like what 2002 to like 2003 or something like that i used to stay up late at night watching it on adult swim but so cowboy bebop is probably i want to say cowboy bebop and uh full metal alchemist probably my two favorite animes of all time probably my two favorites uh there's a lot of like i liked a lot of 90s anime too there's a lot of good 90s anime. I, I just feel like they don't make anime like they used to anymore. I've kind of fallen out of it. I think I I kind of fall, I kind of fell out of it around like the early 2010s. I think the last anime I tried to watch was like called uh, Gunslinger Girl. The last anime I did like was called uh, High School of the Dead. That was the last anime I truly liked. And I was like just watching like gangbusters was High School of the Dead. But I tried to watch Gunslinger Girl. And I couldn't really get into Gunslinger Girl. Because, uh... I don't know, it was just the anime was off. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Gunsmith Cats. You know, you know, like, there was, a, there was an anime out there called Gunsmith Cats. If you ever seen that, it kind of reminded me of that. And I love Gunsmith Cats way more than I liked Gunslinger Girl. You know, so... so 
I liked a lot of that old school anime, you know. So like, I was, I'm not really feeling this new, this new shit. I'm sorry, I'm really not. And like, it's so mainstream now. Everybody's saying anime references and shit like that. You know, I'm not really feeling it. But this Cowboy Bebop show, this Cowboy Bebop show, I watched two episodes of it, and I like it. Simple as that. I like it. It's good. Uh. We got some good performances out of in here. Uh, John Cho is a good Spike Spiegel. He's really good as Spike Spiegel. Um, we got this another. What's her name? Danielle Panita. Danielle Panita. She's she's pretty good as Faye, Faye Valentine. She's a good Faye Valentine. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The standout to me is uh, Mustafa Shakur. Mustafa Shakur is Jet Black. He's a really good Jet Black. He even sounds like the Jet Black from the anime. I was like, it's amazing how much he sounds and has the mannerisms of Jet Black from the anime. I was like, he's spot on. He's spot on. But the two episodes I watched, I liked them. I gotta watch more. There's ten of them. So like, I, I was like, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna get through all ten of these in a day, and especially how busy I am. You know. So, <laughs> I'm not gonna get through all of these, so like, so now I'm just gonna pretty much watch them like maybe like an episode a day or something like that, you know? Cause like it's it's I got too much shit to do, and I'm not gonna watch. I'm not just gonna sit around and binge watch Cowboy Bebop. I just can't do it. I just can't fucking do it. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the two episodes that I did watch, so. Check it out. It's good. I know there's a lot of like anime purists like, it's not like the anime. I'm like, yep, no, it's not like the anime. It's live action. And, like, I really don't give a shit. You know, I don't care. But I enjoyed it. I liked it. If you if you want to if you want to check it out, go check it out. Um, last but not least, let's talk about uh this movie King Richard. Uh, with uh Will Smith. Uh, King Richard is a biopic about the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Venus and Serena Williams are in the movie too. Not the actual Venus and Serena Williams. We're talking about there's two actresses playing Venus and Serena Williams. Um, but um, yeah, Will Smith is playing their father, Richard Williams, hence the name King Richard. Uh, what I thought about this movie, I, I mean like, I enjoyed the movie. I want to say that. I enjoyed the movie. I had fun watching the movie. It's a great biopic. It's a very good biopic. Um I enjoyed a lot of the 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 the, the emotional beats. I enjoyed a lot of the 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 acting. I enjoyed it. This, this movie surprisingly surprisingly whimsical and upbeat too. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, gotta, I'm sorry. I gotta talk about Will Smith. I'm sorry. Um, for one, I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible. I'm trying to be diplomatic as possible because I love Will Smith. I love Will Smith, uh, as an actor you know, like, I love, I love Will Smith for just being Will Smith, you know, like, I love Will Smith for just being Will Smith, and just being this larger-than-life 
superstar. You know, like that's what he's always been. He's always been this larger than life superstar. And like he's part of my childhood. Like I grew up my whole childhood with Will Smith in it. So <laughs> there's not been a time in my life where I haven't seen Will Smith somewhere. You know, so <laughs> so throughout the 35 years of my life, there hasn't been a part of my life where Will Smith hasn't there's been a part of my life where Will Smith hasn't been a part of it. But this his portrayal of Richard Williams is kind of choppy. I'm gonna say it. It's kind of choppy. Because this is always the problem I've had with Will Smith the actor. I've always had a problem with Will Smith, the actor. The problem I've always had with Will Smith, the actor, is he is always Will Smith in everything. That's the problem I've always had with Will Smith, the actor. Uh, He doesn't know how to lose himself in a role. That's the problem I have with him. Because watching this, I watched the trailer and I, I had hope. I'm not gonna lie, I had hope. Cause like he came there, I was like, he got the voice. Cause I heard Richard Williams talk. I was like, oh, he's got the voice. He's got the mannerism. Oh my god, he's, I think he might do it. I think he, I think he might have it. But watch the movie. I watched the movie, and it's in and out. It's in. And I, I can't help. And maybe that's just my problem. Maybe that's just something I have to deal with. It, it's it's not it's not a indictment on Will Smith, but uh, when I look at it, I only see I see Will Smith trying to break out of uh, Richard Williams. It's what I see. You know, it's like he's never he never really that's the problem I've always that's the problem I've always had with Will Smith. He never really truly breaks out of being Will Smith. Like he never loses himself in a character. He's never like, oh, I'm not Will Smith, I am this guy. You know, uh he's never like any of these other actors. Uh John Berthal's in this movie. John Berthal plays the tennis coach. I didn't see John Berthal. I didn't see Shane from The Walking Dead. I didn't see uh, The Punisher. <laughs> and I, I didn't see Frank Castle. I saw the tennis coach. That's what I saw. Anjanou Ellis. I saw Mrs. Williams. You know, I didn't see Anjanou Ellis. I saw Mrs. Williams. You know, but Will Smith, I just see Will Smith. You know, like I said, not indictment on him. Maybe it's just me. My like my opinion should shouldn't stop anything. You know, my opinion shouldn't stop a damn thing. But that's how that's how I feel. I had fun with this movie. I thought the movie was good. A lot of people talk about how 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 long it is, but I didn't feel that time. The movie's so fun that I didn't feel the time. I didn't feel it at all. Uh the two girls are spectacular. There's this one girl, the the girl that plays Serena, she spot on Serena. She looks like Serena. She sounds like Serena. Like she's spot on Serena Williams. Uh the other girl, she gets Venus. She gets Venus too. But 
damn man just i enjoyed the movie i just had a i just had a i just had a bit of a problem with will smith's acting you know like he just it was just a little choppy it's just a little choppy that's all uh maybe that's a little preview of the ali trailer of of, of the ali uh (laughs) i say trailer (laughs) of the ali movie review i don't know but stay tuned and find out but yeah that's how i felt about that's how i felt about the movie it's it's a good movie i recommend you check it out i do recommend you check it out it's a good ass movie but and will smith and will smith whatever whatever i want to say about will smith's acting being choppy this is his best performance this is his best performance i'm gonna repeat to you this is his best performance Okay, whatever I said about his choppy choppiness and him not being able to break out of being Will Smith, it was like he did his best to do that here, and he he made he made the best of it, and this is his best performance. And he should, I was like, and I'm like, dude, this is the one. I'm like, this is the one he should be nominated for. This is the one he should be nominated for an Oscar for. But. You know, that's how I felt. <laughs> that's how I felt. I recommend you watch the movie. I'll be back with my review of Ali after these messages. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Ali from 2001. Let's talk about how I saw this movie as a child. I saw this movie in the theater with my family. I want to say, yeah, it was around like Christmas time or something. (laughs) I do remember liking this movie, but it wasn't a movie that I watched a lot. It was a movie that I've watched sporadically. I was like, it's good, but you know, it's not a movie that I really, like I really would rush to see. Uh, I wouldn't make time to see. Let's just say that it's not a movie. I wouldn't make time to see as a kid. Um, Let's get into the technical. This movie was directed by Michael Mann. The world famous Michael Mann. Um, the screenplay was written by Michael Mann, Eric Roth, Stephen Revell, and Christopher Wilkinson. The movie has had a budget of $118 million. But shockingly, this is a shocker to me. Shockingly. It only brought in $87.7 million at the box office. I mean, this is a movie with Will Smith in it. You know, this is a movie with Will Smith in it. I mean, come on, man. I was like, I was like, come on, man. Like, even if it, even, I'm like, even if it's an art film, I'm like, and it came out on Christmas. This movie with Will Smith in it in Christmas, and it only brought in 80 points, 88, 87.7 million dollars at the box office. Come on, man, that's a that's bullshit to me. <laughs> like, that's kind of bullshit. I'm, I don't know what else else to say. Else to say. That's kind of bullshit. Who doesn't like this? Is Will Smith in two thousand one like the biggest star at the time, man? And you're telling me that this movie only made eighty seven point seven million dollars. Come on, man. That's that's wild. That's wild to me. I don't believe it. But uh, this movie also has a Rotten Tomato score of 68%. As a, as a Rotten Tomato score of 68%. You, you know how I feel about Rotten Tomatoes. I don't really... 
I don't really play into the Rotten Tomatoes shit no more. You know, like, I never really played into the Rotten Tomatoes shit, to be honest, but I just like putting it up to see what people think about that. Um, all right, let's get into the movie. Uh-huh. First of all, let's talk about the star, Will Smith. Will Smith, man. My God. Will Smith is just... He's just a charismatic fucking dude, man. I'm just gonna say it, man. He's just charismatic, just charisma, just falling out of his asshole. You know, like, just falling out of his ass, coming out of every hole in his body. Coming out of his asshole, coming out of his eyes, coming out of his nose, coming out of his mouth, his ears, you know, just, just coming out of everywhere. Dude's just a charismatic dude. I was like, like I said, he's never been... He's never been the best actor, but he has just, he just has this presence you can't ignore because, because for the first 10 minutes of this movie, like he doesn't say a word, he doesn't say a word, but, but the thing about him is like, he has so much presence that he doesn't have to. And that's the example that's the example of a true movie star, man. Like, like you're you're a real movie star. You're a real charismatic dude when you you could just like walk into a room and not say anything and just command that room. You know, just command the room. Like he's like he has it. He's like he's always had it. I was like whatever it whatever it is, he has it. I will I will never deny him of that. He has the it factor to be a movie star but i'm moving on uh i love the cinematography in this movie it does a good job of uh transporting you back to the 1960s with like it's got it got like this home video feel to it like it look like 60s home video i love i love that about this movie michael michael mann did a great job with that I'm gonna ignore that Jeffrey Wright was using a modern day uh, n- n- uh, Nikon camera. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore that. But other than that, this movie really transports you to the 1960s. <sighs> the first half of this movie, I'm not gonna lie, the first half of this movie does kind of turn into like the greatest hits of black <laughs> black oppression. But it's the 60s, so what are you gonna do about it? You know. Uh, Will Smith's performance as uh, Cassius Clay, aka Muhammad Ali. Uh, Will Smith tries his best. Will Smith tries his best to give a great performance as Cassius Clay, but he ends up he just ends up falling in and out of character. You're like that's that's I'm like that's his Achilles heel to me. That's his Achilles heel. He can never truly fall into character and i know you gotta because like it's like falling into character is something that you have to torture yourself with you know like some actors some actors like fucking end up with like health problems and like and mental health problems falling into characters i know but like that's 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 the method that's the method of acting you know it's method acting you know that's why they call it method acting because you're 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 not you you're not you you are that character and like here will smith just ends up falling in and out of character because sometimes you see cassius clay and sometimes you see will smith you know it's 
it's just a prop. It's just a problem I've had with him throughout his whole career that he could never, you know, fully commit to a character. You know, and like he's not the only he's not the only actor that's done that. He probably won't be the last actor that's done that. But I'm talking about him right now. You know, you know, <laughs> he just that's that's always been my problem with him. That's my, that's my problem with a bunch of other actors. Like, but like I said, I'm talking about him right now. Uh, speaking of speaking of uh, performances falling short, Mario Van Peoples falls short falls short in his performance as uh, Malcolm X. And at this time, we're like nine years removed from Denzel Washington's performance as Malcolm X. You're like, I understand. <laughs> you know, like, I understand. I'm like, how can you top Denzel Washington? Like, truly, how can you top Denzel Washington in Malcolm X? You know, like in Spike Lee's Malcolm X. Truly, truly great performance. Truly great performance. Uh, like, it was a it was a tough task for Mario Van Peoples to try, but like he falls short. And and they kind of turn him they kind of turn him into a background character in this movie, you know? This is Malcolm X. You know, like this is fucking Malcolm X. And he's a background character in this movie. Uh oh, okay, whatever. Jada Pinkett Smith is in this movie as uh, Ali's uh, first wife. Uh, she's just very throwaway. It's a very throwaway role. Like she's just really here, just to be here, and that's it. Uh, there is a. They do have a sex scene though. Uh, Will uh, Will Smith and Jada Jada Pinkett Smith have a sex scene in this movie? I was looking at the. I was looking at the sex scene, and I was kind of like, damn. I was like, I wonder if they really have sex <laughs> in this scene. You're like, cause like I'm looking at it, I was like. I was like, they look like they really, they really like they really getting in, in, you know. I mean, like, why not? They're they're really husband and wife, you know. Like, <laughs> they're really husband and wife. Why not? You know, like just. I mean, like if I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this. If I was in a sex scene with my wife, and hey, we gotta, and hey, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta like get naked and get under the covers, and, like I'm not gonna lie, it might slip in, you know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> if I have to have a sex scene with my wife, you know, and like it's it's going down for real. I'm sorry, you know, it's sorry. I know you gotta be professional, but it's going down for real. I was like, no, who knows? We didn't see them from the bottom. Maybe it did slip in. Who knows? And maybe they just started really doing nasty. You know, like I'm just saying. But moving on. Uh, John Voight is unrecognizable as Howard Cozell, and he delivers a great performance. He and Will Smith, every time they're on screen together, every time they're on screen together, they have great chemistry. I love the chemistry between John Voight and uh, Will Smith as Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali. I wouldn't mind uh, seeing a movie uh, where it's just about the relationship of Muhammad Ali and Howard Cosell. That's a that that would be a good idea, you know. I would, I wouldn't mind seeing a movie about the relationship of Howard Cosell and Muhammad Ali. It's a good idea. I like it. 
but like just the chemistry was out there was just off the choice between these two i loved it jamie fox my god jamie fox jamie fox shines so he shines in this movie as bodini brown uh uh ali's a uh, corner man uh like I felt like this movie was his coming out party because he is the best part of this movie. Every time Jamie Foxx comes on screen, I was like, this dude's amazing. <laughs> I was like, I see why. I see why. Because I, I really think this was the movie that kind of, I really think this was the thing that kind of saved his career because uh, he was on In Living Color and then you didn't really see him a lot after that. He had the Jamie Foxx show. He got the Jamie Foxx show. Uh, and at that time, you were kind of thinking maybe that's it for him. You like maybe he's just going to be a sitcom actor. You know, he's just going to be a sitcom actor. He's another line. He's in another line of comedians that got their own sitcom. You know, and he was just on that sitcom for for years. I want to say that sitcom lasted like six years. I think he was still on the Jamie Foxx show when he was shooting Ali. I want to say, I want to say he was still doing that show. I think this show was probably in its final season when he was doing that, sh- when he was shooting this movie. But yeah, man, like, like you didn't know, but this movie, I think, really think this movie, like, really catapulted him. This is the movie that catapulted him to superstardom because, like, he's, he's great in this movie. I love that he's great in this movie. Another thing I like about this movie, I like uh, the... The Ali fighting for his boxing license. It's a very compelling storyline. Too bad we don't spend enough time with it. <laughs> and I wish we did. I really wish we did. This storyline lasts, I want to say, maybe 30 minutes. You get 30 minutes of Ali trying to fight for his license. That's it. And it, Because like this is a two-hour movie. This is a two-hour movie. <laughs> and you get... And you get about maybe 30 minutes of him fighting for his uh, boxing license. He spent more time in Africa. I want to say he spent an hour in Africa. (laughs) We spent an hour on him being in Africa. We spent more time on him being in Africa than we do him fighting for his boxing license. You know, uh, but... I just wish they would have. I just wish they would have fleshed that story out a little bit more because that was a compelling story. I like that. Um, Nona Gay also plays. She plays uh, Ali's second wife once again. She's a throwaway. It was like that was a, that was my that was my big critique about this movie. It's like women really have no agency in this movie. They really have no agency in this movie. They just play the background. What they do. Especially Michael Michelle, who plays uh, Ali's uh, uh, third wife, uh, potential third wife. She's not his wife yet. At this point, she's his mistress. But uh, like, they, yeah, they go there. Uh, she plays his mistress at the time, then becomes his third wife. Uh, but uh, she, like, she is a non-character, really. <laughs> like Michael Michelle as. Uh, Ali's uh, third wife, she is a non-character. She's just there to stand there and look pretty. <laughs> She's the definition of stand there and look pretty in this movie. I was like, my God. I was like, women 
women really don't matter in this movie, do they? They just really don't. I, I like I understand, like, but it's a movie about Ali. But other characters that are not Ali got ample screen time. Uh, Ali's photographer got a lot of got a lot of screen time. <laughs> uh, was played by Jeffrey Wright. Uh, but his wives don't get nothing, you know. So, <laughs> I guess not. Um, another guy, my man, my dude. Uh, Michael T. Williamson. Michael T. Williamson, for the short time he's in here, he gives a great performance as Don King. And he just gets... I just love his facial expressions. <laughs> when, like, fucking Ali... Because Ali is disrespecting the fuck out of Don King. <laughs> in this movie. He's, he's disrespecting the shit out of Don King in this movie, man. He's just disrespectful as hell. And every time he disrespects Don King, Don King, Michael T. Williamson is Don King, just gives, like, this facial expression, like, come on, bro, what? Why, bro? <laughs> you just let me know. <laughs> I just, every time he gave those facial expressions, I laughed. I'm not gonna lie. He's like, because he's just fucking disrespectful. He's disrespectful to Don King. Don King deserves it. He's a shady-ass nigga, you know what I mean? Let's not let's not kid ourselves that like, fucking Don King is not shady as fuck. Come on now, <laughs> but yeah, man, he he disrespected the shit out of Don King in this movie. <laughs> My God, uh, not gonna lie, watching this movie, watching this movie made me want a movie about OJ Simpson. Yeah, watching this movie made me want to watch a movie about O.J. Simpson because Ali was so strong and a lot of the other black athletes were so strong about the civil rights movement. You know, you had um, you had Ali, you had Jim Brown, you know, you had a whole bunch of like, yeah, like a whole bunch of uh, athletes that were, uh, what's the two guys that were at the Olympics? I can't remember their names right now. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm sorry about that. But I can't remember the names right now. But there was so much, like, black pride, you know, in the 60s, in the 60s, in the 70s. And O.J. Simpson wasn't no part of it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to see the counterculture of that. You know, like, if you could make a movie about that, just the counterculture about of uh, about O.J. Simpson. Oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was another one. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was very very gung-ho about the civil rights movement you know like he was he was at the forefront about the civil rights movement and like you got a guy like oj simpson who was just like i'm not doing that shit you know (laughs) i just want to see the counterculture of that whether it be right or wrong whether it be right or wrong because everybody wants to everybody wants to show the people that were on the right side of history you know like ali and jim brown and uh and kareem and all those guys, like, you want to show, like, the athletes that were on the right side of history. I want a movie about the athletes that was on the wrong side of history. <laughs> OJ was on the wrong side of history. You know, like, when it comes to civil rights, uh, he didn't give a shit about civil rights. Uh, but, because, like, I watched watching that documentary about him. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, he is... He is despicable, you know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was, he just he 
the things that they said about OJ on that documentary, I was like, oh my God. I was like, you know. And I would love to see that in a movie. I would just love to see. You can talk about his football career. You can talk about him just being on the wrong side of history when it comes to civil rights. You can talk about the 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 thing that happened to him in the 90s. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, we can talk about that. Uh, and then, like, just the fall from grace from there. You know, like, I would love to see that. I would love to see that as a, a in a movie about OJ. You know, I would love to see that. Just all that shit crammed in a, a fucking two-hour movie would be spectacular. You got my ticket. You know, <laughs> I would just say that. You got my ticket. I would love to fucking see that. Um, but overall, I thought this movie was good. It just falls short in some areas. Uh, just some of the acting. You know, Will Smith just going in and out of being Ali and himself. Uh, Mario Van Peoples just falling short as Malcolm X. Uh, all the women in this, all the women in this movie just being throwaway characters. You know, just just that. Uh, them not focusing on the uh, the fight of like of Ali not wanting to go to the military and trying to fight to keep his career. You know, they didn't spend enough time on that to me. They didn't spend enough time on that to me. I wanted to see a little bit more of that, but. Overall, I give this movie a 3 out of 5. That's what it gets for me, a 3 out of 5. Join me next week when I'll be reviewing 2004's 8 Mile. Until then, peace.